to the Blockade Runner podcast. This is John. With me tonight is Dan. What's up, Dan? How you doing? I'm doing well. And uh, tonight's a special night because, uh, you know, it's always special when we get together, Dan, and record a Star Wars podcast and hang out and talk Star Wars. But uh, tonight we're actually, um, we're being filmed um, outside of just YouTube filming us. We're being filmed by Tyler, who you can see over there if you're watching the video version of the show. And Tyler's, uh, yeah, there he is. Tyler's putting together a little uh, documentary, like a mini documentary um, about the Blockade Runner podcast. So um, that is cool. Um, and uh, he'll he'll be in and out filming. So um, that's, uh, that's what's going on with that. But uh, we are going to talk about a couple different things tonight. It's been a while since, it's been definitely a while since you've been on the show, hasn't it? Yeah, Dan? probably a couple of months. A couple of months, probably. Yeah. Um, since then, some big stuff's happened. We've got a new trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode 7, or Episode 8. Um, so, you know, we talked about that in length on the show. Um, but we could talk about it a little bit tonight since um, since you haven't, you know, said your piece about, about the trailer. But uh, also, like, surprisingly, out of nowhere, I didn't expect it. Uh, last week we got, or earlier this week, I guess, we got the, the little mini trailer. Yeah, the little TV spot. Mm-hmm. I, know, TV I, was, I was at work and you texted me and I was like, yes. Or no, no, it came out no, at you night. shouldn't so, have been at work. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was at my house. I mean, you could be, but... Yeah. yeah. I think I was actually doing work. You were on call night, or something. But, yeah. yeah. So... I was surprised to get it. I think we all were. Yeah. And the first thing that kind of hits you right at the beginning there, Luke on the Falcon. And I mean, for me, that was the high point. Mm-hmm. Not that there was anything wrong with the rest of it, but it well, was... it's a weird. It's a it's an interesting thing because it's like somewhere in between a TV spot and like another trailer. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly. I would say. What do you think? Like ninety five percent comprised of footage from. The other that trailer. we've seen from the other trailer, it's just or recut, trailers. reordered yeah. to the, a certain extent. The Luke piece was new; um, hadn't there's, seen that anywhere yet. Yeah, there's a few other new things, but it's like it's sort of like, it, I guess it is just a lengthier TV spot, but it's a it's like a pretty impactful one. So right, it, it doesn't have kind of like that. I don't know if I want to say derivative type of thing for a TV spot because they're usually kind of really fast moving and spliced together and just trying to you know get your attention and this while it does have a lot going on in 45 seconds, doesn't feel like it's kind of aimed as an advertisement necessarily so much as more a full length trailer. Yeah. I was, uh, I've been wondering, I don't know if it's like, is it something that they put together kind of like, I I have a feeling like they probably already made this and there's probably a a bunch of other ones like this that are sitting around out there that they're going to be putting out in the, in the coming weeks. But, um, Maybe this one was like, well, World Series is happening, Game Seven. Let's let's do something, um, and so they just kind of put this one out, you know, for that big night. There's a lot of TV right. viewership happening or whatever. Right. Um, although I think a lot of times the TV spots are a little shorter. This one's like 45, 45 seconds. seconds or so. Yeah, and I think a lot of times those are thirty, but I don't know. There's probably forty five second ones too. Uh, in any case, I'm looking forward to more TV spots coming Absolutely. up, and we'll probably have you know more new footage and stuff. But this one feels like a big a big deal. I think because of Luke on the Falcon, that's probably yeah, a big part I mean, of it, but it feels like a big deal for sure. Um, and it's a cool shot. I mean, he walks in there, the lights are off. Turns them on. And I, you know, I was wondering about that. Like, who who turns the lights on? Does he turn the lights on? Because he just walks in and he kind of like looks around and the lights come on. So I don't know if it's like a... I mean, I'm glad they didn't kind of do a slap you in the face thing where he like hits the ceiling and they come on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was but kinda... he, he didn't seem like he touched anything, almost like he was surprised they came on. So Right, right. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that like plays out in the movie. But 
I'm wondering why is he on the Falcon? You know what I mean? Like what's Luke doing on the Falcon? I I just figure it's she flew it there mm-hmm. to Octu. So she's kind of doing whatever and he goes down maybe sees R2 and then he wants to go in and he's kind of reliving the past a little bit, kind oh. of bringing him back in, you know, like he's that makes, been separated from these people for however long. And I, who knows how long he's, it's been since he's seen Han. That makes total sense. But for whatever reason, like I just kind of thought of it like, okay, he's getting on the Falcon. He's going somewhere. Yeah. But it could very much be just like Ray is doing jumping jacks out like right, on a rock right, somewhere. Right. And he's like, let me do a little trip down memory lane yeah. or whatever. Huh. Interesting. I, I, I would almost kind of think he's probably like hesitant still. That's the way I was viewing it. Just like he's hesitant when he, when she, when he first meets Ray, you know, he's doesn't want to go back to all this stuff. And he's kind of going in there for the first time after who knows how many years, decades, however long it's been. Yeah. My mind kind of went to a place where I was like, um, yeah, my mind, my mind kind of went to a place where I was like, um, is he like, is Ray gone? Like Ray's gone somehow. And so he's going to have to fly the Falcon out of there, but it doesn't really make sense. I mean, we see Chewie and the Porg on the Falcon later right. in the trailer. And uh, yeah, I guess it, it's probably more like a static location. Actually, uh, there was a cut scene from The Force Awakens in which Kylo Ren walks onto the Falcon and has a yeah, similar kind of experience, true. right? That's true, yeah. So I bet it's uh, I bet it's more like one of those things. Cool. Um, yeah, in our show notes, I have like, why is he by himself? Like, maybe everybody else is dead. Why is he by himself? I mean, not really, but, right, you know. Right, right, yeah. Like, I'm like thinking of all these complicated, you know, scenarios in which Luke would be on the Falcon by himself, but it could very much be just like, he's checking it out. Yeah. Huh. It could be part of processing Han, Han being gone too. You know what I mean? I'm like, sure, I'm sure once he finds that out, it's you know, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, if he doesn't already know, I feel yeah, like maybe yeah, he knows. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, another thing I want to talk about with uh, with this uh, World Series trailer, we'll call it, or World World Series TV spot, is uh, there's a new line from Snoke. Um, Snoke says, "Darkness rises and the light to meet it." And uh, again, you know, you weren't with us when we talked about the trailer of the night that it dropped, but to me, one of the huge takeaways from that one is just how much they were emphasizing like the duality of, of Kylo and Ray and the similarities between those characters. And so, um, I think this is just another, another example of that to me. I would agree. I'm liking that we're getting a lot of different, uh, kind of snippets from Snoke too. I mean, Mm -hmm. we figure he's going to be in this probably a lot, maybe not a lot, but like, you know, have a significant role in the movie. And, I'm glad they're not just kind of glossing over him. It seems like they're going to flesh it out and have him involved in the actual story versus just like the baddie that's that made Kylo turn bad or whatever. Yeah. And it still could turn out that way, I guess, but yeah, no, but I think he'll be, I would imagine he'll be significant and uh, you know, I'm curious to see how Kylo and Luke will interact if they interact in the movie. Um, But you kind of think, or it kind of seems most likely that, you know, Kylo Ren is the antagonist for Ray potentially. And then like, who's Luke's enemy? You know what I mean? Right. Kylo Ren too. But you know, um, I view it as like, almost like that's like potentially Luke's pairing in terms of the, I would think so the too. antagonist, you know, cause I, I don't know, having a, having a confrontation or showdown between Luke and Kylo just like, doesn't seem like it would fit in the story at this point. No. Yeah. I mean, I think there's too many other things that have to happen there. And you don't really know a ton about about Snoke. We see him in the 
second trailer there, you know, holding Ray and or whatever the heck is happening right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost wonder if Luke's going to come in and try to save her or the, you know, I, I'm interested to see how all that stuff plays out, how they've worked that out. Yeah, absolutely. And when does that, I mean, one would assume that takes place at the end of the movie. Um, right. Because it's pretty dire or it's pretty intense. It's probably the end of the movie. Um, but and you figure she's got to have some sort of training or whatever's going to happen there before. I suppose oh, yeah. they could compress that and have it all at the beginning. But Yeah, I, I would think the first third of the movie is probably really pretty big um, with Rey being trained. You know, like a lot of these Star Wars movies have like their, their three right. kind of acts or their three sections. And I would guess that Rey, you know, on Octo is early yeah. first section. Um, and then I would think the Battle of Crate is the end of the movie. Um, right. I don't really one know of the sure, but how three synchronous battles. Are, yeah, if there's that they typically do. You know? Yeah, although I wonder, like, are I guess Ray is probably like, where is Kylo Ren in that moment? Like when right. he's holding Ray up, it's it seems like his throne room. His throne room is probably on like a star destroyer or something, right? I'm guessing, I, probably not be. on crate. So that would make sense if there's a battle going on on crate, and then the you know, like Ray and Snoke are up there on the Star Destroyer, um, like over the planet of Crate potentially, or right. maybe somewhere else. But where is Luke at that moment? You know, I wonder. Um, and obviously, you know, you're wondering the same thing. Like, how how does Snoke have Ray in that position? And then who's going to do what about it? You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think obviously there's the potential for Luke to come in and save the day uh, for sure. You know, I think most of us, when we were sitting in the theater watching The Force Awakens, we're thinking like, all right, um, they're in the snow. Kylo Ren is about to, he just hurt Finn very badly, potentially killed Finn. He's, he's you know, has the opportunity to do the same thing here to Ray. what's going to happen. That lightsaber went flying, and I certainly expected Luke to show up in the woods, you know, uh, on Starkiller yeah, Base. Know. I'm super happy he didn't, but that's what I was right. thinking was going to happen. Um, Ray saved herself, and that was way better. But um, is there a possibility that that happens in the last jedi you know what i mean um i think the other pretty solid possibility is that kylo ren is the one who saves ray in that moment yeah if she needs saving i guess another potential um you know possibility there is that she's powerful enough that she doesn't need to be saved so or she you know turns heel and turns yeah (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow I don't see him going. Well, that way. there's talk of Ray. If for turning. nothing else, strictly like the marketing type stuff, they want this Ray. They want a girl hero in the story, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, and I do too. And like you know, your daughter Margot. Oh, absolutely. She loves Ray, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it would be, it 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 would be equivalent to Luke Skywalker turning to the dark side in the original trilogy. Oh, right. Yeah. Which would exactly. have been pretty you know, would have destroyed a lot of kids and, uh, me and, you know, like, I mean, it would have been, it would have been, exactly. it would have been tough. Um, uh, it, though Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas talked about it, right. George was against it. Thank God, uh, for George, well, I mean, but it all goes back to star Wars are made for to be kids movies. Whether, yeah. whether people like that or not, it, it is what it is. I agree. Yeah. And we might talk about that. I mean, somewhere. I like it that way. I do too. And we'll, we might talk about that more, uh, later in the show, star Wars being for kids. So, um, yeah, so we've got Luke on the Falcon, which is really cool. And, uh, we get some more Snoke, new lines from Snoke. That's good. See, we see the throne room better. It's really interesting that it's like blank red walls. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it looks like, a, it just looks like a soundstage with a it does. red it's, screen instead of a green or blue, you know? Yeah. It's a really interesting choice. I like it. I think we'll, we'll yeah. have to see. 
I wonder if there's going to be any explanation for that or what the deal is because it's just so different from what you would you anything know. you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you've never seen like just a blank like color like that like in, yeah. in a Star Wars set. Um, especially, I'm assuming it's on a Star Wars. It's, it's different. Um, there is also uh, a sweet Finn woo um, in the. Uh, I guess think they're called like ski speeders on crate. Yeah, yep. Uh, that's awesome. And the and him and Phasma just that quick snippet of them fighting. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they do more with her than just have her showdown with Finn. Um, you know, get her involved a little bit more. It kind of sounded like that's the way they're gonna play it. But yeah, I would think we'd get some more out of her um, this time around. But um, but at least we're getting that for sure. So right. exactly. Yeah, I don't know how much room there is for for her but uh but we'll see um and then there's also that shot of ray raising her lightsaber in the rain and uh you know one of the big big things with that with the trailer that came out uh you know with monday night football in october um and this is sort of a reprisal of that trailer in a lot of ways one of the big things with that was was um it seemed like there was a lot of fake outs or potentially a lot of misdirection. They're, they're trying to pull you all different ways. It yeah. seemed that way. It seemed that way. And I can't help but feel like this is another situation like that. But if you take it on face value, Luke's on the ground looking up at her, telling her this is not going to go the way you think. And then she raises her lightsaber. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could be a training situation. Um, I don't know what else it could be. I, I think it's got to be a training situation. Uh, and it almost brings back to like when she is in the water in the, previous trailer you know i think that that stuff's probably all in the same type of timeline yeah and i don't know the the audio doesn't necessarily have to be in that in that piece either you know right 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 um i actually saw somebody on twitter i can't remember who it was i do this like every episode i'm really bad at this i gotta stop doing this because i feel bad but (laughs) like every episode i'm like oh i saw a thing on twitter i don't remember who it was which is pretty rude. Um, but somebody was suggesting that maybe it's footage in reverse, you know, that she's like bringing oh, her lightsaber down yeah. I could see them and they just like reversed that. it for the trailer. I, you know, it could be so many, that's just one example of how it could be something totally different than you. When think you have a second and a half of footage, it's you know. yeah. 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 So who knows? I, I don't know. Hard for me to believe that she would be raising her lightsaber to Luke Skywalker in any sense, except for like their training with one another. You know what I mean? And I mean, I hadn't really thought about it until now. What's the whole, um, in her force back thing, there's the whole scene in the rain mm-hmm. and all of that. It could be, a f- yeah, for sure. Who knows? For sure, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Um, well, I think that's most of the new stuff from the from the world series kind of like version of the, yep. of the new trailer. Um, there was also, since the last time like anybody's done Blockade Runner, and definitely since the last time you did one, there was the uh, directing The Last Jedi behind the scenes video that we talked about a little bit with, uh, with Ryan, with Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, um, I know you had texted me about it. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, just, it's awesome. And Ryan yeah. Johnson seems so awesome. Um, Very good. You always get the uh, Carrie Fisher emotions going there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Knowing how many times I teared up in Force Awakens, I can't imagine what's going to happen <laughs> because it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy to handle. No. It really isn't. I mean. No. Yeah, no. Um, but it, what an honor though. You know what I mean? Like for, for her to be yeah. in that video saying like, 
oh, he's got flaws. I've just never seen any. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just I don't know. I'm so I'm so happy about him. Uh, we're gonna talk about Kathleen Kennedy in a few minutes here, and and she had done an interview on the Star Wars show earlier this week. Um, but uh, you know, she just talked about him like he was incredible and um, just such positive buzz about about Ryan Johnson. So um, you, I gotta think that he didn't want to do the Last Jedi or episode nine episode nine mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it seems like it's so they're so been so happy with him that it would have been like a perfect fit but i can imagine dumping another three years of your life into something after you'd already just done that and yeah yeah i think it would have been a lot to take on like even for jj to have done episode eight right after episode well, yeah, seven. they were supposed to write do the rewrites in what less than three months I it mean, doesn't really seem it's possible yeah. for one director to do two of these movies in a row right um but i would be I think it's very likely we'll see Ryan Johnson back doing a Star in Wars movie. Sort of and it could be five years from now. He could, he could still be, be involved with years nine, too. I mean. Well, he says he's not yeah. um, at this point because it's it's J.J. and um, I forget the name of the other writer, but uh, yeah, I don't remember he did Batman versus Superman. Yep. Cool. Which hopefully that's not. But he uh, did some yeah. other movies that were um, more impressive than that. So Right. Um, yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, to talking about this Kathleen Kennedy interview on the latest episode of the Star Wars show. Um, do you watch the Star Wars show regularly? Or? I don't. You don't no, watch it? No? no. Okay. Do you watch Rebels Recon? I have watched a couple episodes of it, but I don't really uh, keep okay. up with it. So I, re- I do need to get into that. That Rebels Recon. Star Wars show you always rave about, and I just, for whatever reason, have never gotten into it. Rebels Recon, since I'm pretty involved with the Rebels piece, I really should be watching that, but I just haven't kept up with it. Yeah. I mean, they're both like, Rebels Recon is a little more... Um, I don't know. I mean, Rebels Recon is pretty like deep in like we're going to really dig into this episode of Rebels like in a way that, you know, it seems more targeted towards like hardcore Star Wars fans that are really going to want to like get into the nitty gritty of an episode of Rebels. Um, The Star Wars show, I think, seems to be I mean, obviously, it's going to be mostly giant Star Wars nerds like watching an episode of the Star Wars show. But sure. Um, to me, what I love about it, uh, the, the head writer and I think kind of creator of the Star Wars show is a guy named Scott Bromley, um, really funny guy used to work for IGN for uh, a while and he does a podcast called the comedy button. He's really funny and he's got, um, a sensibility that I just, I love and his sense of humor I think is great. And, uh, it's kind of like a cheesy, like late night talk show, like a kind of like a David Letterman type thing. I know you've seen it, but uh, just like the the overview of what the show is about, like it's got that vibe and that's, I love that. And so um, it's definitely more like general audience kind of in tone than, than Rebels Recon. Both shows are super fun and I think, right. you know, he's involved in both, but um, Star Wars show is just like very much like a, a really fun kind of general, general audience um, uh, Star Wars thing. And, um, you know, they, they interviewed Kathleen Kennedy, um, on this most recent episode and there's a great quote from her. Uh, she talked about a bunch of stuff related to star Wars, but, um, the thing that's, I think most interesting for us to chat about here for a few minutes is this quote from her. She said, uh, she, Andy, you know, the host of the star Wars show, one of the hosts, um, she asked her about the future of star Wars. And she said, we're sitting down now. Kathleen Kennedy said, we're sitting down now and talking about the next 10 years of star Wars stories. And we're looking at narratively where that might go. Future stories beyond, uh, beyond episode nine with these new characters, Ray, Poe, Finn, BB eight. But we're also looking at working with people who are interested in coming into the star Wars world and taking us to places that we haven't been yet. And that's exciting too, because it's a vast galaxy far, far away. The possibilities are endless. So, um, no surprise that, you know, Lucasfilm and the story group are talking now right. about what comes after episode nine. 
I'm sure they already know what the standalone movie, the next standalone movie that's going to come after episode nine is. But I thought it was pretty cool to hear her basically confirm, you know, on camera on an interview that's going to go out to like all the, you know, (laughs) most intense Star Wars fans like, you know, Ray, Poe, Finn, BB-8, like they're not done when episode nine is over. Like, Which is interesting to me because I wonder how, you know, I think we've all been kind of speculating. Okay, so we get seven, eight, and nine, and we got to assume at some point there's going to be 10, 11, 12, and like what arc is that going to take? So are they going to... Are they going to go in these non-episodic movies and but use characters that have been involved in them? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we all are kind of all hoping that Obi-Wan will have a, a spinoff, you know? But to me, that's a little bit different than having like the main character arcs, like especially Rey, when you think about a spinoff movie with Rey. Well, that's really interesting, though. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's a perfect way to kind of like dive into what these movies might be because... It's strongly rumored and strongly desired, I would say, from Star Wars fans that the next Star Wars story movie, standalone Star Wars movie, whatever you want to call it, um, is an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah. You know, starring Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a critical, I mean, like a, a key component of the original trilogy. So if it's and a the movie. And the prequel trilogy. And the I mean, prequel trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, even more so in the prequel trilogy. More, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is part of the DNA of Star Wars, like the original six movies. Like he is a huge part of that. So we make a movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, why isn't that an episode movie? Well, if it focuses right. really specifically on him, I guess that makes it not part of the episodic thing. Plus it's kind of out of order, whatever. Right. But, right. but I guess like in terms of we look at like say okay they're going to do a standalone movie about obi-wan kenobi well obi-wan kenobi is a key character in the in the saga and they're going to do a movie about him and it's not a saga movie so can they do a movie about uh kylo ren and have it not be part of the saga can they do a movie about ray and have it not be part of the saga you know finn and bb uh finn and bb8 and poe for sure i think they could but then like do you do a finn movie and ray's not in it and poe's not in it do you do a poe movie and it doesn't have finn and bb8 like you know what i mean so it's going to be interesting to see how they actually start to delineate between what consists for or you know what is a what does an episodic movie consist of because you're not going to always want to go to something new like they did with Rogue One. They had new characters and, you know, a, a plot that we could have, you know, somewhat expected because we knew the kind of dominoes that had to fall there. But at the same time, you don't want to waste the capital you've got with people invested in all these character, other characters. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a, it'll be a fine line to watch and I'll see, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of define as episodic versus non-episodic and... Yeah, I've heard people talk about like maybe after episode nine, you did like you do like a Poe Dameron movie and you do a Finn movie and you do a Ray movie, and you do a Kylo Ren movie. I don't think I really like that idea. Like I like the idea of I'm I'm totally on board with the idea of them being in movies that are not like episodic movies or right. whatever part of the saga. But I don't I would almost I, think that stuff would fit better in like a a TV show type of thing. Like interesting a, a serial or that. something like that when you know you're talking about all these characters and we've been we've been talking about which ones would fit in these different types of movies but the other part that she said in there that i really like is it's a vast galaxy because it doesn't really feel very vast <laughs> for all the things yeah. we have so far everything seems so interconnected and i mean there's a reason for that but there's a lot of other things to tackle in these movies in this galaxy so yeah i'm really kind of hoping they break out of it a little bit and get decoupled from some of the characters and some of the character, you know, um, structures 
that we have come to know. A hundred percent. And let, let's talk about that. But uh, just like kind of last thing on, on the, like, you know, Finn, Poe, Ray, BB-8, like, you know, whoever else, um, individual movies. Last thing on that is just that, uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I think that they should all, not necessarily all, but they, they should be, you know, part of each other's stories, you know? Right. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see how do we tell stories about those characters um, that are clearly not saga stories, but still, I don't think it should be like an, a, just a Ray on her own movie. I mean, it right. couldn't be really, you know? So, so I guess just sort of like to see where they take those characters and um, how they're going to tell stories with those characters that are clearly not saga stories, but are still, you know, they don't feel kind of so the segmented. Of that the uh, forces of destiny stuff where it's just like, mini adventures that are going on during the times of the other stuff. You know, well, I think that's fun. I like that, but, uh, I don't know that they would do something that sort of, um, skinny for a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but let's talk about the other part of the quote that you brought up, which is, uh, you know, taking, um, we're also looking at working with people who are interested in coming into the star Wars world and taking us to places we haven't been. And that's exciting. Um, you know, because it's a vast galaxy, you know, new characters, whatever, fine. Yeah. But like she's saying, hey, we are interested in talking to and, and signing on people who want to do Star Wars and want to do new things with Star Wars that haven't done Star Wars before. That's how I'm interpreting that comment. Right. That's cool. Um, and I'd like to talk about like maybe what we'd want to see in those terms. But it also sounds a lot like... Uh, Gareth Edwards and uh, you know Miller, Lord and Miller, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like what Kathleen uh, Kennedy is describing in that quote is pretty close to what they've been trying with the standalone movie so far, and it hasn't been yeah. working. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Know. I know. So that's interesting. It's um, it's got to be a hard thing to balance. I mean, I can only imagine, especially when like. Ultimately, it is a business, yeah. you know, and 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 they've got to keep a rein on it somehow. They're not just going to make things that aren't going to work for them. It's, you know, m- maybe they'll do some things that they know aren't going to be as popular or things like that. But there's always the focus in mind here mm-hmm. with it being a publicly held company now and things like that. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, on that topic, I think what's good is that um, the, the people running Lucasfilm right now know that what's best for business is also what's best for Star Wars. Like they yeah. want to protect the brand. Um, I think that's why Lord and Miller get fired and Ron Howard gets brought in because right. Right. they were staring down the barrel of a bad Star Wars movie and they know that's not best for business. So as long as that's how they're making decisions in terms of things being best for business, like what's really good for the future of Star Wars, what's good for the reputation of Star yeah. Wars and the integrity of it then that's good. But, um, I mean, it kind of brings me back and I think I've brought this up before. Okay. So what we've defined as episodic movies now is stuff that is tying directly more or less to skywalkers. Right. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how that plays out a little bit more over these next two movies, but like, I, let's fast forward 20 years from now and we've got six, nine, you know, more movies, yep. episodic movies. At some point, it's got to break off from there somehow, right? Because you're getting farther and farther away from these main characters that define those, defined what an episodic movie was in the first place. Well, anybody who knows me or anybody who's been listening to the podcast um, 
for a long time, which would put you in a very exclusive group. Like a, <laughs> like two of them are probably in the room talking <laughs> on my phone. If you know me or even listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that like, you know, since December whatever twenty first whatever day it was in in two thousand fifteen when I walked on December nineteenth I don't know when I walked out of the Force Awakens, um, my my inclination is that Ray is Han and, and Leia's daughter. And right. I can't figure out how it makes sense, like plot line wise or like, you know, with the seeds that have been planted. And I um, was in the loot camp, but I still can't figure out how that would fit either. Doesn't, you know, it yeah. Doesn't, like but. it's, it's, if, if it's either of those things, if she is a Skywalker, if it's either of those things, I think it's going to be something I haven't really figured out yet for it to make sense. And that's fine. But, uh, the reason I bring this up is like, I guess like, you know, if, if somebody, told me like right now you have to like make your guess like what is it i'm gonna say han and leah's daughter i don't know how it makes sense but i think that's what it is but setting that aside i love the idea that ray is just ray and that i agree not only that ray is just ray but that ray's story like ray to me ray is the next skywalker she is every bit as um beloved to me as luke skywalker is and I don't need her to be a Skywalker for her to be a saga yeah. worthy. As important as the Skywalker. Yes, she can be the them. protagonist yeah, of, a, of, a, of a saga movie. And you can toss the Skywalkers aside eventually. You know what I mean? And yeah. so if they continue to create characters as wonderful as Rey, mm-hmm. like I'm happy to continue to follow Rey's story or Rey's offspring or just new characters that are right. as as intriguing and, and uh, beloved as Rey. And you can still make it part of the star wars saga to me you know uh kathleen kennedy george lucas whoever when they talk about it they say like well what makes it a saga movie is that it's a skywalker story i think that's cool for three trilogies it but makes sense for them to say it now but it probably doesn't make sense for them to say that in 10 years you it know? makes it, sense yeah, yeah yeah it makes sense when you're talking about these three trilogies but it doesn't make sense as a rule that has to be hollow, uh, followed hard and fast you know like i think if it's just generational who is the important, who is the hero? Who is the Luke Skywalker of two generations from now? Well, that's what episodes 15 through 18 should be about, you know? Well, and who, and, 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 and if maybe they're not they Skywalkers, okay, fine. And, and maybe they just abandon the episodic thing altogether. They can go and make new arcs with new offshoots of characters. You don't necessarily but, have to. I mean, uh, I'm no, no, I hear you. The precedent's been established. But. I hear you, but. If you remember in 1999 seeing that trailer in your basement at your birthday party, <laughs> couple times we watched it a couple times that night. <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. times, and and it said every generation has a saga, and then Captain Tarples emerges from the from the fog, like, hey man, maybe the next trilogy is about Captain Tarples, Whoa. but like, <laughs> no, just kidding. But like, I, I love that idea of every generation has a saga. Yeah. Like to me, it's generational, you know. And I guess you can't do well, a trilogy. I mean, you can't do a trilogy every it for eight us years with kids that are at like the prime age for seeing these movies sure right now too, so. sure but like you, you can't do you can't make a new trilogy every five years or every eight years or ten years or whatever if it's truly every generation has a saga but i like the idea that that each generation has their story that that needs to be told you know what i mean yeah. like and and so why does it always have to be a skywalker story for it to be part of the the saga i mean the shorthand for it or the way it's been referred to recently is the skywalker saga and that's cool but like Let's make it the Star Wars saga, if need be, and have it be about other characters. Because at a certain point, it starts to become ridiculous when it's like, you know, Anakin Skywalker's great, great, great grandchildren right, yeah, are yeah. still the key figures in the galaxy. Maybe not, but there's somebody else somewhere. And like, 
the Star Wars saga can become about that person down the road, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that I could mean, be right. And, and they've opened up a lot of things in Clone Wars and the other things like that that are big deals happening outside of the Skywalkers altogether. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And, well, I, and I, like, not that I not, I'm sure they're going to do a Yoda movie at some point, whether or not I want to see that. But who demands? You got, yeah, Yoda, Yoda man. man. <laughs> Yoda man. Yeah. <laughs> You've got 900 years. Of that dude doing stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been plenty of things going on. I didn't really play the uh, Knights of the Republic games, but I know we know a couple of people that really like them. Yeah. Um, that played them a lot, and I'm, I'm fine with them and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. There, there's a lot of material to tap, and it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, but, you know, like, I'm also, this conversation is reminding me of some thoughts I had about uh, The Force Awakens before it came out. And I remember hypothesizing. You remember, like, in 2015 when we were convinced, a lot of us were, maybe you were smarter than me, but like a lot of us were convinced, uh, Jakku's actually Tatooine. I don't know why they're calling it Jakku right now, but it's definitely Tatooine. Yeah, trying you know? to do that switcheroo. Yeah, I thought it was like a mystery, you know. Like they renamed it for some reason. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely Tatooine because it's it's the desert and, and you have Rey there and it's really similar to Anakin being there and Luke being there. So like it must just be Tatooine. I actually really love the idea, and and I don't know if I've ever thought about it this way until tonight, but I love the idea that it's the motif is more important than the details. You know what I mean? Right. So the motif is um, a sort of like um, uh, desert. It doesn't even have to be desert, but like an isolated kind of like um, difficult, lonely planet. Exactly. And then a, a heroic figure sort of surviving there. or, or More the or, effect that it has on that character than what the physicality of it is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like that that character is on this outlander planet, like yep. thinking about the larger galaxy and and, and when's it going to be my turn to go out and, and be for part of it. And, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. To me, that motif is more important than the fact that it's Tatooine or the fact that it's a Skywalker, you know? So I almost love the idea of like The Force Awakens recycles those motifs and and you have this character ray who is filling that role of anakin and of luke in their trilogies um but she's not on the same planet and she's not from the same family but that doesn't matter because it's telling like the same it's, as it's all satisfying the great stories the same, that have happened over forever yeah you know? and it's satisfying yeah. the same um requirements of, a, of of this type of story uh even if the details are different so like i, I kind of love that in terms of uh, of who ray is um, kind of been... the fit into that hero's journey thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a reason that that's been prolific for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of years. Right, but in terms of what is a Skywalker or what is a Star Wars saga movie, you know, if we're drinking the PR Kool Aid, it's about Skywalkers. Yeah, but I think we yeah. we seem to be in agreement here that it doesn't need to be. That's the Skywalkers originated it and have been important and are important now, but it's not going to remain that way. I don't think. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I, I think too, like if Luke, is I can't raised, wait to see the, see the message boards when that happens too. you know, the, the division there, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Yeah. I think if Luke is Ray's father figure, that's just as meaningful or important as if he's her actual father. Like Absolutely. it doesn't matter. And that could be an even more powerful thing for them to, to use Mm -hmm. just you know you know i do yeah for sure for sure cool um well let's talk about who real quick uh before we jump on to like our last topic here um let's talk about who uh who would we like to see take us to a place we haven't been yet are there any like directors filmmakers writers that you would be excited about uh doing a star wars movie um Mm. 
or anything you're looking for in, in those? I don't know. For me, it's more characters. I really do want to get an Obi-Wan movie because I think there's probably a lot that they can do that doesn't tie in with the things we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is the curious part of me, as much as I hate it, that wants to see something with Yoda in a completely different era and, and see how they would handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily have a name in mind either. Um, I... I would love to see, we've talked about it before in the show, but uh, I would love to see a little more diversity in terms of like who directs Star Wars movies because so far it's always white men, you know what I mean? And uh, it would be interesting, of course, to see um, a take on a Star Wars movie from a director that's not a white man. Like, let's see something, you know, um, from a different perspective and and, uh, what could be brought to the table in terms of that. You know, I think we talked about a bunch of names when we were talking about episode nine and who might direct right. it after we right. found out that uh that Colin Trevor was fired and so you know all the names we brought up then I think could be potentially um good choices um Ava DuVernay uh is who J.J. Abrams mentioned when when asked like who do you think would be great like to direct a Star Wars movie and that sounds cool um I don't think Patty Jenkins can do one anytime soon because she's tied up in Wonder Woman I actually right. haven't even seen Wonder Woman yet but it's I know good people movie. say it's yeah good. People say really positive things about that. Um, really young directors, I think, would be cool. You know, Ryan Johnson's a pretty young director. J.J. Um, Abrams, things, yeah, Gareth Edwards. But, yeah. like, maybe somebody really, you know, young um, and fresh and new would be cool. Um, people Seems mentioned... like they've... Back, that's backfired on them in the last uh, no, I, 18 no, months. It absolutely yeah. has. It absolutely has. I, I wonder how much that's going to make them hesitant. You know, she says she wants to use the use more... Mm-hmm. Uh, find other people's voices, but like you mentioned earlier, uh, you got to wonder, like in the grand scheme, how how that's gonna play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. they were really fortunate with with uh, Rogue One. Everything turned out great with that. Um, I, it seems like things are going well. I mean, they're obviously always tight lipped with Solo, but you got to think that that's gonna go off fine without a hitch, and you know that Episode Nine is gonna be fine too. There's yeah. no way that JJ is going to drop that ball. And yeah, um, for me, like, especially since having kids, you know, starting like about eight years ago, uh, I have not kept up with, you know, contemporary like filmmaking yeah, and here. filmmakers and stuff as much this as I had before need, that. Uh, Chris Stevens on the show. I wish I invited him, uh, kind of last minute though. It's not really his fault, but he could, yeah. he could use busy tonight. Um, but, uh, no, for sure. But like, my, you know, that's a disclaimer before staying, stating here that like my, my favorite, you know, filmmakers in the last 10 years, 20 years, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely 20 years are like, uh, Wes Anderson, Sophia Coppola, David Gordon Green, you know? And, uh, I don't think I can really envision or imagine a Wes Anderson Star Wars movie. Uh, I could see potentially a Sofia Coppola Star Wars movie, right. especially if it was something more along the lines of an Obi-Wan in the desert type movie. You know, well, and you got the like Coppola that. connection there too, you know. For sure. And yeah. well, hey, you've got the Sofia Coppola connection because yeah. she was in uh, Star Wars Episode One. She was a handmaid. That's right. Um, so, you know, something like that could be interesting, but it would definitely be kind of a stretch and, and a... You know, it's just not the kind of movie she makes. But uh, David Gordon Green, who directed, you know, All the Real Girls and uh, George Washington and uh, Snow Angels, I think it was called. And he's also done some pretty silly movies like Your Highness. And uh, I don't know, he's done a bunch of goofy stuff. Um, What's the Danny McBride show on HBO? Uh, Eastbound and Down. Um, He kind of co-created that. Uh, But, you know, he's, he's a really impressive filmmaker. He does like, 
very lyrical, serious, dramatic films. And then he also does like really goofy comedies. Really silly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he's doing the new Halloween movie. And I remember how oh, okay. excited I was when I heard he was doing the new Halloween movie because it's like, oh man, this is a filmmaker who's really impressive and who does something really different from Halloween. And like him bringing his sensibilities to that genre movie could be really exciting and cool. And so I just Hopefully think like... better than Rob Zombie's take on it. I think it will be, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's just like the idea of somebody that's really outside of the big blockbuster Star Wars movie doing a Star Wars movie could be really cool. It's like, especially if it's not like a saga movie, but it's an episodic or a, right. uh, not an episodic, but a... I'm really looking forward to them getting one that succeeds in that manner. You know <laughs> a what I new mean? director, a fresh like, director I, that succeeds. I, when I heard Lord and Miller, I was pretty excited about it. I mean, the Lego movie is pretty funny. It's way different than Star Wars, and obviously it didn't end up working out the way yeah. that they do things a lot differently when they're filming. Um, and I can see why it didn't work out, but it could have been pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. You know? And I wonder if we'll ever find out anything from the stuff that they filmed versus I, I've got to think that they're using probably some of it, but maybe not. Yeah, I'm sure they are. There was a report that came out um, earlier this week. I think that was like, Oh yeah, it was from a maybe less than reputable source. And it was like uh, Ron Howard basically reshot the whole movie. Like it's all new footage almost completely. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that makes sense. And I don't think that's really necessarily based on reality I, I don't see how he could have in the amount of time that he reshot the the movie and um it, there's got to be a decent amount you know even if it's only 30 percent, there's got to be at least 30 percent of that movie that, right. that they shot um uh, and I, I would imagine things are pretty tense right now but maybe 20 years from now bridges will be mended and you know it would make a great like special edition like you know multi-disc box yeah. set or multi-download box set. I don't know what it'd be at that time, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like with a little bit of distance between the production and release and right. and that, I think it could be something we could get, but I, I wouldn't imagine it. I don't think we ever really will. We'll probably get the stories to come out more about what it is, but yeah, I, yeah. as far it, as releasing it, the material. It, I, yeah, well, we'll see. It would definitely be a long time. Yeah, there, and there's all It would be of, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully there'll be there'll be some, some new fresh voices. I mean, you got to hand it to Kathleen Kennedy. I think like at this point in the game, having failed repeatedly and bringing in like fresh new voices to do star Wars movies, She's still to be right like, Hey, there. we're looking yeah. for new people that love star Wars. that haven't done it before. Right. Like it must be something they really care about. So, um, right. I think we'll see that soon. And, uh, and that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, Okay. One last topic I want to talk about here, and this one is maybe the biggest one potentially, is uh, the future of Star Wars animation and kind of what's going on with Star Wars animation right now too. Um, Star Wars Rebels is back. We've been watching it. You're caught up. I'm not completely yeah. caught up. I, I haven't seen this week's episodes. Um, how, I'm loving the two episodes a week thing. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of nice that they're broken up into two as well. Um, because they do tend to generally, uh, especially the first four, tended to re really fit together. But these last two aren't like a part one, part two. They're two different named episodes, you know. So mm -hmm. it's nice getting that little little bit more of a snippet and you feel like you can get into the story a little bit more than just a, you know, 22-minute length thing that's coming out once a week and you're kind of a little more disconnected as you're watching it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, I mean, it definitely demonstrates that they are pretty hell-bent on telling connected stories that almost require two episodes to be told, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, or maybe it's just scheduling it worked out best that way, I don't know. But uh, but they've all fit together, you know, like the first week it was definitely a two-parter, you know, this, yeah, week, it, this last week these, it was they don't They don't call it a part one, part two, but it, they have different names for them, but the stories go, you know. Yeah, right they're very to, much connected. And so... Yeah. Um, you know, it's Saturday night right now, Monday, there'll be two more new episodes. And that's the last one. No. So Monday is the seventh. I think I want to say it's the seventh on Monday. Um, or maybe it's the sixth, whatever it is of November. Um, there's two episodes and then the following week, there's one episode. I think it's the 13th. Um, or something like that. There's one episode. Is it going to, and then it breaks for the half hour one or it's a one. No, it's a, I think it's a, thir- it's, yeah, it's 22 minute okay. or whatever, normal length episode. So they did what will, it'll have been four pairs. So a total of nine. Yeah, four episodes. pairs together and then one single episode. Okay. Um, and uh, I think that last one coming up is called Rebel Assault, which is cool since there's like the Rebel Assault video games and that's like a classic yeah, kind yeah. of reference. So we'll see what that is. But, uh, but yeah, so it's nine episodes in the first half of the season and they break until I'm sure after, you know, the holiday and stuff and then. Um, sometime in 2018 come back with the final maybe seven episodes i think is all there is um and wrap up uh yeah, rebels it was what 16 total i think right? 16 total yeah so um but it's been really cool to have them you know in, in two parts like that um and i think it started out with two good episodes but i'm not a big mando person like i don't care that right. much about mandalorian politics i love yeah. sabine right but I don't care about the Mandalorians that much. So I think they've really fleshed her character out in a good way uh, mm-hmm. in this season because it always seemed like, and I think we've talked about it before, like she's just really good at everything she does. And now they've given her a little bit more backstory and you kind of understand why she's like that. And it doesn't just seem so like a, she's, she's perfect at everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You at least get some understanding of why she's good at all these different things. And, you know, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean that spoiler that, for you, puffer pigs are back in this episode. Uh, are they really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> puffer pigs. That's cool. Um, no Lando with them though. No, 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 Lando, no Lando, unfortunately. Okay. okay. Um, no, yeah, these but, were some good episodes though. So well, the the, the last two, the the last two that I saw, so not this week's, but the the week before with the Rogue One connections and stuff were yeah. cool. I feel like the first two were fine, and then you know the, the next two after that were great. And, um, from what I've heard, these, these, uh, two episodes this week are, are really good too. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a really good, you know, last season. Um, yeah, definitely very interested to see where they're going to take it and see how we know some of these characters survive past the series, uh, Hera specifically, cause you hear about her in Rogue One in the background there. Yeah. Um, but I'm really interested to see the, the Kanan and Ezra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is somebody going to die? Or are they going to kind of shun away from the force it's kind of one of those debates i know we've had before like they say there's no more jedi but then you've got these force users walking around and how does that fit into things and uh, you know i'm not a stickler for the there are no jedi left when luke comes around type thing i i I am a stickler and uh i feel really brutal uh saying this but i want kanan and ezra both dead and to be honest with you, I've been pretty frustrated with the show in the past when they've had opportunities to kill off characters and haven't done it. Um, most notably Darth Maul, most notably, actually most, most notably Ahsoka. Um, 
And then I feel like, uh, you know, Kanan could have could have gone too earlier than he has. I, I like Kanan, the character, a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad he's around. But at the same time, um, you know, in that battle with Darth Maul, when Darth Maul blinded Kanan, like, I think it would have made a lot of sense for Kanan to die there. You know what I mean? They, they, they talk a lot. Dave it would Filoni, not have been out of the story, you know. So. You no, know, and, and Dave Filoni and those guys, they talk a lot about, um, you know, this being Ezra's story. Well, if it's Ezra's story, then we don't need to protect Kanan. We need to do things that are going to be most significant for Ezra's growth. Right. I would predict, and many people have said this, so it's not really original on my part, but I would predict that Kanan dies in the ninth episode, you know, this mid-season break. I would predict that uh, that he dies there, and then we have six episodes to see how that changes Ezra. But and I Hera, think to have had a... You know, and Hera, right. yeah. But I think to have had a season or two to see the impact of that, like... What's more impactful if Obi-Wan dies like two thirds of the way through Return exactly. of the Jedi or if he yeah. dies at the end of A New Hope? Absolutely. And I just don't think they're really willing to do those sorts of things with uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, and that disappoints me a little bit because um, I, I would I would just like to see more big moments that actually have impact and meaning instead of like teasing a big moment and then having it be a not so big moment, you know, right. Ahsoka living at the end of that season finale was just like, or whatever happened to her. I don't know. But then being unwilling to commit to her dying, um, was just, you know, I just thought it was, it was very much like it should have been a huge moment. And instead it was like a sort of a big moment. Um, right. but, uh, but you know, I want them both dead because to me, like if Ezra's like, Oh, well I'm, I quit the Jedi order. Ahsoka quit the Jedi order and in, in the Clone Wars, and she's back in Rebels, and she's still a Jedi. Like, if she calls herself a Jedi, or if she doesn't, what's the right, difference? Right. You know, Luke Skywalker is like the last best hope for the galaxy, besides Leia, or in addition to Leia, or in conjunction with Leia, whatever you want to say. But like, he is supposed to be that great hope for the galaxy. Well, if I know that there's somebody like Ezra running around who decided like he'd rather be a smuggler or something but he still has all that potential and power. Right. Then it just cheapens it, you know? And at the end of the day, like be willing to make tough calls. And if you're be... going to say that these things are that important, prove that they're that important. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'd like to see, um, with rebels. Um, but you know, it's been really good so far and I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, like I, after the first season of rebels, I was so in love with that show. Like the first season of rebels, I love so much. Uh, two and three were, a little bit uh halvesies for me like i go back and forth on those but uh there's definitely some fluff in there yeah they weren't as they weren't as solid as the first season in my mind but um i'm hoping season four will be really strong um and uh you know i've definitely loved those characters no doubt um but uh also want to talk about forces of destiny just a little bit have you been watching i watched that first the first special that came out or the first set of yeah but i haven't kept up with them oh you haven't kept up okay yeah. well i mean the new ones really kind of just came out um last week okay. i think on sunday so um do you have the disney now app on your like apple tv and stuff uh no not disney now okay so it seems like they're trying to p- transition towards disney now that's okay. where they're pushing things um so you can watch rebels um lego star wars the freemaker adventures freemaker. and um forces of destiny on the disney now app and uh i really like that um and they have the do you have to have a login yeah i did a login yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah that's fine but you have a login for disney xd right, right. so yeah um but on the disney now app they have the two like half hour long tv specials of forces of destiny which are narrated by maz Kanata. like she kind of 
jumps in every once in a while. Oh, and cool. Yeah, it's and, and it puts them all together. So there's two half-hour specials, and you can watch you know, those two specials, and then all the forces of destiny is is there. You know what I mean? Rather than going in and watching them individually. Well, yeah, that was kind of... It's annoying. harder to keep up with them yeah, that way. And, yeah, and it's cool to have Maz Kanata time all together. Um, it's not significant, really, but, like, it's just nice. Like, she'll be sitting there by the, like, the fire, like making her taco down a soup or whatever. And then she's like, you know, cuts to a story and then you'll see like two or three of those shorts and it cuts back to Maz Kanata. It's just fun. Um, so anyways, those are cool. But, um, those are kind of, um, you know, with those two shows being on the air right now, like rebels and forces of destiny, it's just an interesting time in star Wars animation because rebels is wrapping up and forces of destiny is awesome, but it's, totally it's not made to go on for a long time yeah you know? i mean it could be something where they have like a burst of like forces of destiny shorts like once or twice a year for a few years in a row or something if they wanted to keep it going right but it's not like a main line like piece of star wars animation or whatever so like in this um in this interview kathleen kennedy did recently on the star wars show the one we talked about um you know she does mention like pretty strongly hints or acknowledges the fact that like they're working on other things with Star Wars animation. Like Star Wars animation is definitely still happening, you know? Um, so I'm really curious as to what that is going to be. Rebels is wrapping up. Forces of Destiny is there, but it's right. not the future of Star Wars animation, I don't you think. you think Dave Filoni keeps moving along the animation side, or is he going to get a shot at something else? I, I think he stays in animation, personally. I know people want him to do a Star Wars movie, but... Um, I think it, to me, as long as he's involved with it in general, and I got to figure he's probably even weighs in with the, the movie content. Yeah. I think you know? he's an important like, voice. That, that That's what's really most important. What, whatever his, what medium he's working in doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think so. Um, I think he'll definitely be involved no matter what, but, uh, so I was reading, can you hand me the star Wars adventures? Um, in case anybody's watching our, our video here, um, I grabbed this uh, Star Wars Adventures, um, uh, Star Wars Adventures um, trade paperback uh, this week. It was on sale on Amazon, and it collects the first two issues of Star Wars Adventures, which is like a kids-focused um, Star Wars comic book series, and it's from IDW Comics. And uh, of course, Marvel Comics has the license for Star Wars comics, but uh, IDW can do this like kids, like they can do kid-focused content. Gotcha. Um, and this is a new thing. This is like these issues just came out in the last like month or two. Um, and it is an anthology type, you know, comic book. It's It's got stories about multiple characters, like short stories about multiple characters. They're very cartoony. They're very stylized. And they're very much, I don't know what the official word is on if these are canon or not, but they certainly don't feel like anything that needs to be taken seriously like like canon. I guess they're canon in the sense that they, they probably don't contradict anything right. in canon, but I don't think we're meant to like view these as necessarily like, I, I don't know, something that we need to bring with us outside of these stories. You know, it's just kind right. of like they're, they're fun stories. Um, so, but I was reading this and I was thinking like, my God, like this is a, a really fun, really colorful, really stylized, really cool um, comic series um, and, 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 and series of stories that are aimed at little kids and they're just fun. And I, I think that, I don't know, like I love rebels. Clone Wars was cool too. Um, but those are, 
shows and, and it's animation that's trying to toe the line between being something for kids and being something for adults. And, uh, I'm curious what you think about the idea of like Star Wars animation sort of forking off into two different directions going forward. Like, well, I mean, it really has to be because I'm sure like most other people, comics were the thing that I got exposed to when I was young and, I don't need a super adult comic coming out about Star Wars. You know, we've got some of that with, you know, the Darth Vader ones and Poe Dameron mm-hmm. and those different things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like it's mature content by any means, but having comics like this, uh, I was thumbing through it when I got here. That's the sort of stuff that I like want that I think of kids reading. You know what yeah. I mean? Not something super serious. When I, when I'm reading through the comics, it was, entertaining stories that didn't hold a lot of weight necessarily and and that's kind of what comics are and don't get me wrong i realize that there's a vast offshoot of comics that are not like that but when i think about you know from my my father hat here mm-hmm. you know like that's the sort of stuff i want to give to my kids to read mm-hmm. uh, there and we even bought poe dameron for my son and he's seven who wasn't really interested in it you know what i mean yeah. it, it doesn't speak to them and so when people get upset that they're making things that are more aimed at kids, well, Star Wars is aimed at kids. Sorry. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. But I think there's, don't you think there's room for both? I mean, that's that's my thing. There's like, room for both, but I feel like we get weighed down with some of this stuff where people want to take it way too seriously and just have, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking a little bit. Just because we grow up and grow more mature and all this, doesn't mean that all this content has to grow along with us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it can still kind of maintain what it was meant to be originally. Uh, it doesn't have to be super serious and super, there can be that, but that doesn't need to define it just because we've grown like that does not mean that it all has to be focused towards us. You got to, you know, people yeah. have to remember that there's a, a wide variety that needs to be satisfied here. Well, I think that's definitely true. But then I, I would also say that like with, uh, with Star Wars Rebels, like right now, and Clone Wars before it. Clone Wars more so because it was on a different network. George Lucas was the one producing it. It had an, like probably limitless budget, basically. Yeah. Um, and it went dark and it went mature. Yeah, um, absolutely. It also went goofy, like super goofy sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, what was the thing with all of the mini guy and like all those guys? Gascon. You know, and the dra- like that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. I mean? like that goofy stuff. Yeah, I got goofy, and, and it, 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 sometimes it was silly, and sometimes it was really dark and serious. But like, um that those those shows both of them can be really important like parts of the star wars storytelling like the star wars saga the star wars canon all that stuff you know it can be like really critical and really important um and i think that's great like i love that and i love like tuning in to rebels once a week now and knowing like there's going to be some relatively meaty like pretty right like like canonical or whatever you want to call it like you know, intriguing stories. You don't have to have serious all the time though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a place for both. Um, yeah, I love that. So, um, so I'd love to see that continue, but I think it would be great if they had something more like this star Wars adventures comic book, um, for kids. Like why? But I guess they're kind of doing that with like the whole freemakers thing. You know, I've watched some of that and like, it's a little bit much for me. Yeah. I, I don't hate it, but I wouldn't say that. But right, know, right, 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 right. I'm um, not looking forward to watching it like I am with Rebels. That's true. Yes, yes. But I think for me, something like Star Wars Adventures, um, I could be as excited if it was just like 
Saturday morning cartoon Star Wars. I guess that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, that would be a perfect fit. It would be cool to have Monday night on Disney XD. Disney XD is, I think, kind of like sort of the the net the Disney like Cartoon Network for like older kids and stuff. It's kind of like I mean? that adolescent. It's like the type teen, preteen it, you know? Disney Network. You know, right? That's why they have Disney XD versus the Disney songs, Channel. Like, pickle and whatever you know what i mean like, yeah gravity falls like yeah, they have exactly. that stuff on there which is it's not like for 25 year olds but it's also not for seven year olds you know what i mean right. um so anyway i would just love to like maybe it would be on network television i guess saturday morning cartoons aren't really a thing anymore yeah, not so much but like i want a saturday morning cartoon style star wars cartoon or i'm not like demanding it but i think it would be cool and i i would love to see it and um you know, I think it could work really well and be and be really fun. So um, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm what I would I would hope for. And and I think what that could do is it could mitigate some of the problems people have with like Star Wars animation in terms of well, you know, Rebels is canon, and yet you have Inquisitors with helicopter lightsabers. Okay, the helicopter lightsabers suck. Like I don't like them. That was lame. And it was in this show that I'm supposed to take really seriously. But right. if it was in like a Saturday morning cartoon yeah, style, like Star Wars story, I would think like, okay, well that was just goofy and whatever. But like, I know I'm never going to see that in a movie. Like I know like that's not part of, you know, it's part of this like over the top stylized version of Star Wars. It's been a while since I've gone back and watched all of them. But when they did the, the original Clone Wars cartoons, mm-hmm. um, is that what they called them? The same, by the Samurai Jack. The shorts, the Clone Wars shorts. Yeah, yeah, it was just called the Clone Wars, I think. Yeah, Those kind of were almost in that vein, more of a Saturday night, a Saturday morning cartoon style. They weren't really serious. They still had a little bit of meat to them, but they were kind of kind of all over, kind of... Uh, I think they were you know, Saturday morning cartoon in terms of like plot-wise. It was just very like kinetic and very yeah. action-heavy. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going. But, I'm thinking like, you know, like the X-Men cartoons were when we were little, yeah. or the Ninja Turtles. It wasn't even much dialogue like, in those things, but tone-wise, yeah. they were kind of more dark than like your... But yeah, I guess if you think like X-Men, maybe more in that direction. Right. Um, yeah, no. and and But, you know, part of the problem is the whole canon thing, like people being so worked up about canon, you know? And I get worked up about it too. I get it, but like, I don't know. Um... I think, like, I don't know what the official position is in terms of if Star Wars Adventures is canon, but, like, I take one look at the cover of this comic and think, like, whether they say it's canon or not, like, it's just a fun, zippy, cartoony Star Wars story, and I don't have to worry about that stuff, you know? Um, And I think it would be cool to have... I won't be surprised if we see some kind of a a backtracking on that everything is canon. I think thing so. Now. You know what I mean? Because it, I think it was something what, that so needed. I get, the, I get this card on the back of a action figure that says something asinine. And now that's, yeah. I think it mean? needed to be said and needed to be done to reset things and right. to eliminate the old EU. But, but at some point you got to use common sense. Now moving like forward, sense comes into play here, right? It's causing I mean, problems more so than yeah. And I, I think that like we as fans look at it differently than Lucasfilm actually looks at it, which is I think Lucasfilm gets frustrated about that too. Like we're not saying everything's all. I don't on the know same that I've ever heard George Lucas call it a lightsaber. He usually calls it a laser sword, doesn't he? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, but he made those movies, so exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, uh, I guess we can sort of wrap up this discussion with uh, with I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like 
for whatever reason, a couple of years ago, I was thinking about Star Wars cartoons and I, 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 the phrase like, or the title, like, you know, the adventures of Luke Skywalker came into my head. You know what I mean? And it's very close in title to Star Wars adventures. Yeah. And that's what I would love. I would love to have a Saturday morning cartoon that was just like, the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. See and what actually, he's doing in his teenage years on Tatooine. It doesn't even necessarily be Jedi related. Oh, you know maybe, I mean? maybe, maybe, maybe. Or it could be stories that take place during the era of the original trilogy. But I can just watch them and goofy stuff can happen and it can be like fun adventures. And I don't have to like, the expectation is not like when I go watch Empire Strikes Back, I'm supposed to think like, oh, well, remember when he was out there? Yeah. Almost honestly, I think, for me, that's how I view the Clone Wars even and Star Wars Rebels and stuff. Right. Like, I don't watch episode three thinking Anakin just got done hanging out with Ahsoka. I'm sorry, I don't. I know that's <laughs> blasphemy to some people. I know people love Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka's great. I think the Clone Wars are great. I, I know George Lucas and Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy say Clone Wars is canon just like everything else. I don't watch episode three thinking oh, Anakin just got done hanging out with his Padawan. I do not think that. And... Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't make it less important to me. It doesn't make it less interesting or compelling to me. Um, and and I, I, I just want, I guess I, I just want them to have the freedom to make fun stories and not have to worry about that stuff. And I think I've been, you know, kind of bringing that up for a, a while here. Like, I, I, in a lot of ways, I really like the new Star Don't Wars canon. to the neck beards. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> In a lot of ways, I really like the new Star Wars canon and and the fact that everything fits together really well. On the other hand, I would love to see some more goofy stories that you know don't necessarily have to be part of this like canon or whatever. Um, and I think like Star Wars animation could be definitely the perfect avenue for a, that. A yeah. great avenue for that. And I think this comic, Star Wars Adventures, is a great avenue for it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think you're right when you said going forward, there's it's going to have to be adjusted. Gonna, yeah. yeah. I and, think that you I know. Think it will, and I think it's aside good. from them being involved with the movie that was supposed to be more like that, you could I could see a live action movie filling that with somebody like Lord and Miller, mm-hmm. you know, doing that more kind of a lighthearted feel to a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think because so. I guarantee that's what that would have been. And it, it, unfortunately, they just got chosen for Han Solo, like one of the most important characters <laughs> in yeah. generations. And, yeah, you know. So, although that's interesting, because like. You know, you brought up Lego Star Wars earlier. Like, eh, I don't love the Lego Star Wars cartoon. Like, it's okay. I've watched it a yeah, few times. It's, it's okay, fine, but like, but man, I'd be kind of I'd be kind of bummed if I went to the movie theater and there was like a Lord Miller produced like you know Star Wars movie that was like as sort of silly as Lego Star Wars. Like, that might be too far for me. I don't know, but maybe it's because it's in the movie theater. You know, yeah. there's there's something sacred about Star Wars movies where. I kind of don't want those to go off in different right. directions, right. but I would agree. a cartoon I could go for. Um, so, but you know what? I guess takeaway here is it'll be interesting to see what happens with Star Wars animation going forward. Star Wars Adventures is a really fun new comic um, from IDW Publishing. And uh, if you look up the first um, trade paperback on Amazon, I don't know what it's going for right now, but I got yeah, it. Yeah, I for, think I'm going to snag it. It looked it's cool. It looks I, very cool. I think I got it for like under seven bucks. I want to say like yeah. for this trade, it was really cheap. Um, and it's called heroes of the galaxy. And, uh, and then I think there's monthly issues coming out, um, you know, from then on. So, uh, definitely take a peek at that. It's cool. It's a done. It's on digital platforms as well. Um, as we wrap up here, Dan, as a public service announcement for you, for me and for everybody else, um, I pulled out my calendar program six and six uh, weeks away six weeks the reason that you know like yes that's awesome 
Uh, somebody too, I saw like maybe it was the, the official Star Wars account. I think it's 40 days, less than 40 days until the movie comes out. Six weeks would be how many days? 42. 42. Yeah. But I think it's actually, well, it's a Saturday. Well, now. that would be comes it out on a Thursday. So I think, yeah. On a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but actually the reason I bring this up is because I need to very seriously think about in the next few days how I'm going to schedule my Star Wars saga film viewing mm. over the next, you know, six-ish weeks or whatever. Uh, I like to watch all of the Star Wars movies in November and December before the new movie comes out, you know? Um, so if I throw Rogue One into the mix, we're looking at eight movies before before um, The Last Jedi. So you got um, one every five days. There you go. Uh, basically, like, well, and I think I'm going to watch we one we every weekend. Clone Wars in, so that's going to throw no, a No, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> one every weekend, but then, like, one or two weekends, I'll have to watch more than one movie, basically. Yeah. So, or maybe one in the middle there of the week or whatever. There are worse problems to have. That's true. But, uh, but uh, as we close up here, that's my that's my recommendation for anybody uh, listening to the show or uh, or watching the show is... Um, you know, figure out your your plan for watching the Star Wars movies um, from now until December fourteenth, because it's uh, it's very quickly approaching. Yeah, I so. wish we were in one of the locales that's having the uh, dual feature on that release night, but unfortunately, I mean, we could go into Had, the suburbs. But I wish they would have released information about show times and ticket prices and everything sooner than like 20 minutes before tickets went on sale or right. basically when tickets went on sale because there is a theater 30 minutes from us maybe 40 that's doing the double feature and uh you know basically the way things shook out like every almost everybody that's going with us to see the movie probably would have just gone to yeah. that theater too you yeah. know um there's a thing well, especially where since you're you know you're doing the uh span fan special release thing and it's nearly as much money as the other one the dual feature is going to be anyway yeah you know, well i'm going to the 6 p.m show and that is uh 30 per ticket for some reason i don't understand i hope you get something out of it uh, i trading cards and popcorn that's what i get yeah, i mean the popcorn i guess it doesn't make it worth it yeah but, but i had to buy three i had to buy three tickets one for me one for my wife yeah. one for my son yeah. we don't all three need popcorn we definitely don't all three need some trading cards like i don't know no we don't and I don't know what the extra content is, but uh, if there is even extra content, it's just so, it's also vague. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that was $30. And then to go see The Force Awakens and Last Jedi back to back at the theater, you know, 30, 40 minutes from our house, um, that was $35. So, you We know. definitely do need to go to one of the Dolby Cinema theaters and around here and go check that out. I'd really like to make that uh, trip out to Des Moines to go see it on 70 millimeter. Yeah. But man, that's a five and a half hour drive. Not out of the picture. I thought I looked it up and it was four hours. Uh, maybe I'm thinking four and a half, you know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's four. So it, regardless, you're spending the better part of a day in a car. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. like you think about it, you're like four hours, not that bad. Well, you double it, it's eight hours. Then you put in a two and a half hour movie into the mix. That's uh, <laughs> 10 and a half hours then plus any time spent eating food and like you know getting gas etc yeah. being a human being that's yeah. not in a car or a movie theater like yeah you're looking at 12 13 14 hour day yeah sounds worth it <laughs> i think it sounds <laughs> worth it so yeah um what dan is talking about is the 70 millimeter imax um presentation of uh, the last jedi and there's a science museum i forget the name at the moment but it's got like the giant dome imax like type yeah. screen and it's out in des moines iowa. yeah des moines iowa so that's a maybe four hours from us. Um, 
I don't know of a closer one that's doing that, but it's possible like Chicago somewhere they could have something like that, but they've got a couple 70 millimeter IMAXs in Chicago, but I didn't see it listed at this point. Okay. Maybe, maybe there'll be more. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on that because it would probably be cool not to drive to Des Moines if we didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some pretty good, uh, craft brew places out there. Okay. All right. There you go. It might have to be like a weekend long trip, but uh, we can do that. <laughs> I got two weeks off starting with the night of the release. Hey, so. you know, I do too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not starting with the night of the release, but two weeks in December. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yep, quickly approaching. Um, lots going on here in Star Wars. Uh, Battlefront 2 comes out in about two weeks. I'm really excited. Dan, uh, I forgot. Actually, I was thinking earlier today, since I have you in a public forum here, I mean, not very many people viewing or listening to, to the public forum, but it fire, exists. Yeah. You got to get Battlefront 2. Like, it's coming out soon. I, I it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really fun. So, um, that's coming out soon. Um, Star Wars Rebels wrapping up in just like two weeks, week and a half, yeah. really. Um, that should be pretty big. And uh, who knows what else is coming down the pipeline here um, with Star Wars. So, um, we will have definitely more uh, Blockhead Runner shows coming um, sooner than later. And uh, I guess six weeks or less here will be. At the Last Jedi, which makes me giddy with excitement. Can't wait. Absolutely. Yep. So, cool. All right. Well, um, if you want to keep up with the show, you can you can follow us at uh, blockaderunnerpodcast.com. Um, our our Blockade Runner Twitter account is uh, at Blockade Run on Twitter. Um, you can email us at uh, blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, um, we're on Instagram at the Blockade Runner. I believe it'll be in the you show really notes. You need to put these on a note. Card I, no, no, or no, no. That's like part of my shtick is like <laughs> not totally knowing the Instagram account. Um, so that's there. Dan, you're on Twitter at the big sweat, the big sweat. Yes. On Twitter. So you keep up with Dan there and, uh, yeah, ton, tons of content. coming. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you're more of a lurker on Twitter, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I do the Twitter thing too. I, uh, I interact from time to time, but, um, but yeah, um, we are uh, we're definitely getting down to the final moments. Super hyped mode here, and uh, just can't wait to uh, see the Last Jedi and uh, and uh, talk a lot about it and um, hang out with friends. And it is the most wonderful time of the year coming up here. So absolutely, um, stay tuned, and we will be back with more Blockade Runner podcast very soon. Thanks, everybody.